0: to episode 51 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, in this episode, uh, me and Fong um, are going to be going through the Pacers game uh, on, oh god, I forgot the date, uh, January 11th. And we're also going to go through the Portland game that just happened uh, on December 13th. We're also going to go through the blockbuster, James Harden Trades of the Nets, and give our thoughts on that as well. And with me, uh, to go through the games and the trade, oh Hey, oh, you, you
1: you probably said December. I thought.
0: Did I say December? Oh, my, uh, I meant to say January. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, l- l- let's get let's get into it. All right. So against the Pacers, um, you know we got punked to say the least in the in the game against uh was it the Blazers before this I believe and we basically got punked and sack Sacramento was not having a good time basically. Oh, you know, it, we were really looking for to the Kings to come out strong, and they did not. They actually went down 6-0, and they looked terrible. Uh, Luke Walton calls a timeout and basically resets everyone. And you know, Kings come out of timeout with good defensive energy, start making plays, start making shots, and the game just kind of went a lot of back and forth there. Uh, you have anything to add about the first quarter?
1: Yeah, I'd say a lot better defense. Oh play a lot better i'd say uh than what we're used to from the previous games uh better passing too i gotta say buddy had key passes especially towards the uh, i believe bagley uh he he actually played pretty well i thought uh in my opinion mm-hmm. and overall yeah just better hustle um but i thought you know towards the end of first quarter mm-hmm. we weren't you know hitting those key shots that you know could have extended that lead but yeah it, it is how it is and overall I'm, I'm quite happy
0: yeah i noticed the thing about marvin too it just felt like he was more energetic and you know it actually carried up carried throughout the game like there was just more energy um being kind of displayed out there um you know going into going into the second quarter i'm just gonna jump kind of a little bit but you know Hassan Hassan was able to draw some fouls they were we were able to kind of get you know the Pacers a bit more frustrated (laughs) and you know like again there was just more energy there was like a, a concerted effort to make plays on the defensive end and just you know hustle more and that was basically what I what I wanted to see out of the Kings and you know it really kept the kept the game competitive i think we got a bit, little bit of a lead but you know it was still a very close game by the end of the second quarter
1: oh yeah uh speaking about you know our bigs i'm, I'm kind of surprised uh that miles turner didn't kind of turn up uh real well for this game wouldn't you think
0: i mean like it's, it's always been kind of confusing to me why the pacers want to trade him because he theoretically should be you know the modern big, you know, a big that can you know move his feet along along the perimeter, can block shots, and you know, be able to shoot threes. And he also has a bit of a post game too. So like, you know, on paper, that's a that's like the perfect center, but like I guess Indiana for some reason doesn't want him because the Sabonis is technically better, but I would theoretically want Miles Turner more. And the fact that not more teams are calling about him makes me curious about what's wrong. I guess. So I've always been kind of curious. I guess I'm not that surprised he didn't break out.
1: Yeah, but you know, I I had very high hopes for him. Uh, What is it? A couple years ago, uh, when he was uh, pretty big, but you know, this game, not so much. And you know, our bigs really took advantage. I thought inside the paint as well.
0: Yeah, it was again like they played, you know, the double big lineup. And, you know, Miles Turner, I think it's Mm -hmm. he's the perfect modern big in that he also doesn't get rebounds all that much. I
1: know, yeah. Even
0: though he's like, I think 6'10, 6'11, you know, he's big. He should be getting more rebounds, but he is standing on the perimeter a lot and trying to let give Sabonis space to be able to, you know, do his thing. And Sabonis was really good. Like, you know, he's a big, strong fella. We we did our best. We actually did a pretty good job defending him, but he was having his way in moments, you know.
1: Yeah, overall second quarter again, you know, we played I, I not our top, I'd say, but you know, we played good ball and uh we got the better rebounding in uh overall and you know, got those second chance points as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the first half kind of closes out. I think it was a pretty close game. I don't have the score here with me, but it, it was. I just remember just being competitive. I was very satisfied with what I was seeing. Just get more defensive energy, and ball was moving on the offensive end, and shots were going in. So, yeah, good sign. Um, you have anything else for the first
1: half? Yeah, I, I believe it was um sixty sixty three. I believe I gotta check on that. Okay.
0: Um, well, well, anyways, um, yeah, look that up for me. I'm going to go into the third quarter. Um, just jump ahead. Um, it was, there was a lot of great defense to open the, the quarter Marvin, like uh, you mentioned Marvin play with better energy. And this is kind of where really started to show he, I think, uh, Aaron holiday, I think it was Aaron holiday, got a switch on him and try to drive by him. And he, he did get by him, but Marvin recovered and blocked the hell out of him. Okay, so the score uh, Fong has just messaged me was 64-65. Were the Kings leading, or
1: yeah, we were, were leading.
0: Okay, we were leading by one point. So yes, yeah, so <laughs> as we said, competitive game. And back to my Marvin point. Like Aaron Holiday ma- managed to get by him, but like he got a mean chase down block on him. And then th- and then uh, Sabonis tries to post up on him, and Marvin sends that shit back. And I mean, send that shit back. Like, he jumped up and not spiked it, but he definitely, like, knocked it the other way. And that is the kind of thing I want to see from Marvin. He's a he's a very athletic, lanky, and long athlete. He should be able to make plays like this more consistently. And so this is a, a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Like you said, yep, yeah, better defense overall. I'm liking what I see from Marvin, especially, you know, especially how we, uh, how I say it, I, I'd say, you know, it, or he is a shot blocker, it's just, you know, I would try to compare him to Willie Collie Stein, which probably wouldn't be a <laughs> great comparison. Let's not,
0: let's not open those wounds again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will skip over that.
0: He's been but, playing well for the Mavericks. Well we gotta give Willie some uh some credit there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, overall another decent quarter, I gotta say, uh towards the end of the third. I thought um we had pretty sloppy defense uh when the bench unit came in and uh you know g- gave uh, Pacers kind of uh, that fighting chance you know
0: so yeah uh i was yeah i was just going to get to that you know we managed to get i think around a 10 point lead by the middle of the third quarter and that, that's where I put a note here. That's the king started to smell blood, and they were actually pressing. The starters were, like, pressing up on guys and trying to, like, you know, make plays. It didn't happen, and these bench unit starts to check in, and, like, you could tell, like, even though it was Halliburton checking in, the intensity level, like, leveled off a little bit. And just that's when we kind of let our, you know, our foot off the gas pedal, and, you know, Indiana made a run to, you know, make it a close game again. Uh, going into the fourth oh yeah well let's go into the fourth kings open kings open the quarter with back-to-back threes it was really nice uh it was yeah back-to-back threes it was uh one no so okay Halliburton makes the three sorry my notes are confusing me here (laughs) Um, and there was so uh Halliburton makes a three and then Rashawn catches the ball at the end of the shot clock we're out of bounds and there was I think point Five seconds left on the clock and Rashawn just chucks it up huh? point 0.7 point, yeah point 0.7 point 0.7 my bad have point 0.7 seconds on the clock and Rashawn catches it and launches it at the rim and it goes in his first three of the season you know that that's how that's how it's done
1: yeah you know you think uh Rashan holmes uh, should you know at least shoot one three or you know stay in the paint
0: I think it's best for him to stay in stay in the pl- or in the paint. I think that's he. I don't know. I'm not loving his mechanics and like unless he really starts to kind of uh, show signs of it, I don't I don't think so. Like he's yeah, I I don't think that's his thing. Uh, my opinion. But if he starts making them, like what what am I
1: what what do I know, right? Yeah. You, you know there's that running joke where you know uh, wh- wh- what kind of shot you call automatic for him again I, I don't know what kind yeah the, the you know
0: the flo- yeah the floater and one move that he does yeah. I, I you know, think that he he has to go down as the as the, the man with the best big man floater in the in the history of the NBA like I that know. shot is
1: beautiful he has yeah scored such high field goal percentages with just that move. And, you know, why not just test it out, uh, test out that range, you know, maybe in the free point line.
0: Yeah, well, like, you know, it's, this game, like a lot of the floaters, he didn't shoot that many, but like he, his floaters were missing, which were, you know, shocking. And I, I thought the <laughs> game was not going to go our way because he was missing those floaters. But like, it, you know, his floaters should clearly show he has great touch and, you know, like he probably can develop it.
1: Maybe. We'll have to see.
0: We'll have to see. (laughs) So same same thing kind of goes on in the fourth quarter. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, Uh, every time the Kings start to pull away, Pacers kind of punch back. You know, we present openings to these teams to be able to come back, and they took advantage. Uh, Another note I have: McDermott, Doug McDermott, like just he is like the perfect kind of Kyle (laughs) Korver. Kind of type player where like he runs around screens everywhere. Like he has, like he, I don't know why he's he's not like seeked out more and talked about more in trades and stuff like that. He's a good player, and like he has perfected like off ball movement and being able to you know catch and shoot. And he was torching the Kings this game. He was going to be our Kings killer this game. Had oh they, yeah. Had they won. I think he had twenty one points, I believe.
1: Yeah, him and especially how Aldipo, it was starting to you know heat up. This quarter as well. He was making shots as well.
0: Yeah, and yeah, so you know we presented openings, unfortunately, and we just could not like close out the game. The pace Pacers just kept punching back, and yeah, it was a very back and forth game. um However, what made the difference in this game, Kings really turned up the defense, especially Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes was making plays all over the place, getting blocks. You know and like getting deflections. Buddy was showing some life on that end too. Harrison Barnes was anchoring like our offense. he was going to the rim and finishing and you know make making tough shots. like it was a full team effort and it, it was it was great to see this is how you bounce back and it took a little bit th- through the game, but this is how they have to turn up the intensity.
1: oh yeah. Especially uh, with Rashawn Holmes, uh, he scored a career high in the blocks with six. Okay. Um, but overall, yeah, even Bagley got some blocks. Uh, but, you know, I got to say the smaller guys do still go around him to for those easy layups, which uh, can get fixed over time. But, yeah, overall, better defense.
0: Yeah. So like it's just good to see them play with heart, play with fight. You know, they you know, like you know of all people, <laughs> uh, Hassan Whiteside was talking in the press conference like they like the Kings players need to take pride in getting scored on as much as they do. They should be pissed off in this game. They were pissed off and we're going to jump right into like the end of the game, you know. Rashawn Holmes basically gets a beautiful chase down block on Sabonis and that basically saves the game right after that the possession right after that buddy heel hits a three in the corner after a botch play and Fox just ends it with a monster dunk after uh, Sabonis switches on him and like that is the kind of passion and just fight and intensity that I want to see from this team more consistently.
1: Yeah, let's hope for the better because this is the kind of fight that I would want to see every game. And you know, we'll we'll get into the Portland Trailblazers next. And uh, yeah, talk about that. <laughs> um,
0: just a, a quick stat I'm gonna throw out there: Indiana was seventh in offensive offensive efficiency, and we were able to hold them to a a reasonable score. Like you know, this was this is not some put. This is not like some like, you know, really bad offense type thing that we're playing good defense against. They are actually a really good offense, and we were able to hold them to, you know, reasonable shooting numbers. Uh, you know, okay. again, it, it's such a big difference when the team plays with heart and just plays with pride and intensity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay, you have anything else you want to add to the Pacers game?
1: Hard and, uh, you know, buddy and... Rashawn were actually questionable before this game uh, due to you know both having ankle injuries, I believe. But you know we saw them play and they played their hearts out, like you said.
0: Yeah, you know so that ankle seems those ankles seem fine. <laughs> That's all. <I'm> yeah. Saying. <laughs> okay, well let's move on to the uh, Portland Trail Blazers game. Uh, that just happened, so it's pretty fresh in our memories for the most part. Um, so you know Kings. Uh, Open the quarter, you know, scoring really well, playing some defense, not not all that much, but like it, we basically again came out with energy and we kept it up for basically the entire quarter. And you know, Kings were showing a lot of fight, and it actually caused the Blazers to have to foul uh, twice uh, just to stop a fast break. And yeah, it was great to see the Kings come out, you know, firing, especially De'Aaron Fox, who you know really had a step back three game going.
1: Oh, yeah, that, you know, I don't trust it as much uh, for him to make that shot, but it goes in and it goes in.
0: Yeah, it goes in, you know, you got nothing to complain about. Um, going into the second quarter, Buddy comes out, you know, firing. Kings actually build a pretty good lead. They actually got a 13 point lead at nine minutes. And, you know, this is where I put the note down and I, I'm i sorry if it chinks our team again. They Needed to go for the kill right here. <laughs> this was what this was the moment they needed to go for the kill. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, and what caused it was we gave up open threes to Gary Trent, to CJ McCollum, and Damian Lillard up in a row. Basically, it was three straight threes that basically I think cut the 20 point lead all the way down to I think it was what 11, just, just like that. Yeah, right?
1: 11, 12. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it was just. These are the times where I feel the Kings need to learn how to just, you know, lock in and, again, go for that kill. They needed to trap Dame and CJ, I felt, like early on in the game just to fluster them because they were teetering.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to see, but, it, yeah, playing against Dame and uh, McCollum, it's, it's real tough. They're really tough players, and they know how to, you know, score those points, especially how Dame, you know, try to draw those cheap fouls. But overall, i just going to have to deal with it, I guess, because those those type of players, they, they make those kind of shots. And uh, we just need to push our offense a lot better, I'd say, especially that last half of the second quarter.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you can live with some of those shots, but you can't, you know, when they hit tough shots, but you can't give them open shots the way we did. That was the oh, problem yeah. that I had there was just open threes for Damon CJ and that's death for any kind of run you're gonna try to you know have um uh, good stat though um how many so the Kings had 17 assists by the uh, by the 753 mark of the game so that was a really good sign we were getting a lot of assists but the ball was moving well and let's see we ended up with many assists. We ended up with 35 assists for this game. So, you know, great ball movement. It was crisp and just, you know, sometimes you're going to have these kinds of games where, you know, the ball moves well, but what, you know, you can't give up open shots on the other end. You know, you can't waste games like this.
1: Oh, no, definitely not.
0: So the quarter basically ends with King, the King's 20 point lead being dwindled down to three. Um, (laughs) And, you know, it, it, it was pretty deflating, but, you know, like, it was good to see them just fight back because, you know, they lay down and died in the last game, and I did not want to see a repeat of that. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh. So, got anything else for the first half?
1: Other than, you know, yeah, we're definitely not going for that kill, but yeah, you, you pretty much summarized what I would have said.
0: Okay, well, in that case, we're going to move to the third quarter. Uh, Fox is still hitting step-back threes, and Kings kind of build off that energy and go on another run. They go go up 18 uh, with just under 540 to go, and unfortunately, they do not go for the kill again. (laughs) They just couldn't lock in, and it was literally deja vu, except it was on the other side of the court this time because they switched baskets, so you know it wasn't a replay, but guess what happened? Gary Trent hits a three. CJ McCollum hits a three. Dame Lillard hits a three. It's all of a sudden a 12-point game again. So <sighs> that that was basically the story. Um, you know, while that was happening, I don't know why in the hell they did this. Uh, Hassan posts up Cantor to twice and turns it over. I think he missed the first one, and then on the second possession, he just turns it over. And I, this is kind of the confusing part. I get that sometimes you want, maybe want to give the ball to San to keep him engaged, but like going in at going at Cancer in the post is not the way to go. You want to attack him in the pick and roll instead. So this this was hilariously frustrating. And you know, me and you were watching it at the same time, and we were all just both of us were just going, "What the fuck are the Kings doing?"
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, we took out Whiteside at least and put in Metu actually. Surprisingly, I thought.
0: Yeah, like, so I, w- I was surprised, too. I guess Lou Wallen just wants to try out these lineups, you know, like, uh, what was it? Justin James played last game, although, you know, it was kind of a blowout, and I think he was just trying something. But, you know, Metsu showed some flashes during some of our blowouts, and, you know, I guess Lou Wall just wanted to see if it was real. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't really do much while he was on the court. Um, he did get a really mean dunk uh, later on, but like, yeah, none, yeah, not really, didn't really shine in his minutes.
1: And no, not really at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, anything else for the third quarter? Uh,
1: well, you were gone, I believe, but I, I think you saw the Luke challenge, right?
0: Yeah, I saw the Luke challenge. What was that?
1: It was a uh, Buddy Heald uh, drives in for a layup and just really clips uh, dame's shoulder and dame you know of course being the after uh makes it look like a charge and uh, they call an offensive foul on buddy and uh buddy you know as usual wants luke to challenge and so you know this is probably the first time i've ever seen uh, luke walton actually go for the challenge that buddy asked for you know i, I can't recall too many times where you know buddy would always tell Luke, hey, you know, challenge that it could be, you know, it, it could be overturned or not, not overturned for, you know, our challenge, but it could be reversed. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, so, that yeah, that's interesting. But no, Luke Walden actually has a really good track record with challenges. Like, I, I, I don't have the stat. I don't know who keeps track of it. But, like, I think he's one of, like, the best, like, challenge coaches.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't know that. But uh,
0: it feels like he wins like every one of them, he's very rarely had like some that didn't work.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, for this point, I'm surprised because Buddy asked for challenges a lot. I could see he always like looks at Luke and you know, do does his little twirl with his uh finger, you know, challenge and replay it. But this is probably the first time I've seen Buddy or at uh, Luke actually challenge something that Buddy potentially asked for i don't know if that's the case Maybe he may Luke saw the replay and thought you know that was a charge at all but uh you know
0: uh, well no maybe... i think what it was is that i think i remember the, like i think i remember catching a glimpse of it but like he barely touched like dame yeah. <laughs> like i'm talking like barely touched it i guess it was just so egregious that that was a charge <laughs> that he had to challenge it And, you know, refs were not good this game. They were pretty awful, I think, on both sides. But, you know, of course, being a Kings fan, it just felt like they were more biased against the Kings. Mm -hmm. Pretty awful calls. And this and the challenge that you're talking about, that was an awful call. Like, seriously, that's a charge? Duke barely touched his shoulder.
1: Oh, yeah. But overall, what I'm trying to get at was uh, this is probably the first time I've seen Luke ever challenge something that Buddy wanted to challenge. (laughs) So
0: the quarter ends, uh, so the Kings had a 20-point lead, and it dwindled down to five by the end of the quarter. So, yeah, again, deja vu. It felt like, you know, literally we were watching a replay of the second quarter. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so qu- the fourth quarter starts. Um, the, my note here, I you know I don't want to complain too much about the refs. Refs were not good this game though. It, it was there were a lot of no calls that I noticed. Like there was one that like you know Harrison Barnes usually doesn't show much emotion. Like he de- he never you never see him complain about fouls. Yeah, he was complaining about fouls. Like Fox didn't get some calls, and there was one that was where Rashawn got clipped in the face by Derrick Jones Jr. and no call, and he loses the rebound because of it. And it was during crunch time. So the refs, you know, were not good this game. Like, I'm not going to make excuses like, oh, that's why we lost the game. But, like, you know, that really didn't help.
1: No, it, it did not at all. And, you know, mentioning about the rest, the only real note I have for the fourth quarter was, yeah, the refs were indeed trash. Uh, Overall, it was still another kind of back-to-back game, like, back-to-back game. Uh, But, of course, you know, Portwood goes for the kill.
0: Yes. And, yeah, like, they go for the kill, but at the same time, there were so many, like, plays that just did not go the Kings' way. We were going to jump, basically, to the end of the fourth quarter. But, like, there were so many plays where, like, the you know, we couldn't grab the rebound, but what it was was that, you know, the ball bounces long and it just just couldn't the Kings just couldn't corral it. It was just I thought it was just pure luck that they didn't get the ball a lot of the, a lot of the time. And it's just one of those games, you know, it's just things just don't go their way. Um, but and, you know, Rashawn was doing his best. But, you know, like, you know, in spite of getting clipped in the face, like he was still making plays. He was doing his best and, you know, box out Nurkic and just draw fouls on him. Like, I think he shot the most free throws in the quarter um, for the Kings. And, yeah, a lot of it is just his hustle and just, you know, desire. And, you know, he's not complaining about foul calls. Like, he, he knows he's not that kind of player who's going to get a lot of the benefit of the doubt. So, like, it was he was really, you know, consistent and, you know, aggressive throughout the quarter. And that was good to see. Um, you know, to, I think it was just, a you know, a case of being unlucky on some plays uh, when it comes to the rebound, and it just ended up the Blazers ball, who may or may not have hit shots, or they just you know took possessions off the Kings. Um, so that's kind of my summary of the game for the most part.
1: Yep, I thought overall we played some hard out, but you know I I'm I was still happy about this game. We we were close, and uh, we still just need to fix those few things, especially when we actually have to close out with that lead, but yeah, overall, just, uh, hope they keep this up and, uh, let's see our next game will be Friday or Saturday.
0: I believe on Friday. Let me check the schedule right now.
1: So it'll be Friday, uh, against the Clippers at 7 PM again.
0: Yep. Well, at least it'll be a Friday, so I don't have to, don't have to stay up for this. So, (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't get postponed because a lot of games have been getting postponed. But um back to the back to the Blazers game, like, you know, of course it's a you know, we would like to win, but it's not a bad result. I say it's not a bad result and you you know, you said it's not a bad result either. It's just good to see the kings like play hard and fight for it, you know, show mm-hmm. some pride and you know, they just happen, you know, again Bla- I think the game kind of boiled down to you know blazers being able to make a lot of shots with dame and cj dame went for 40 this game uh, cj went for 28 and like you know like sometimes like they hit some tough shots and you know sometimes you just gotta live with that there's their stars like cj should be an all-star but like has never been an all-star but he should be one um and, you know, Dame is going to Dame. <laughs> and, you know, as I said, like at the at the end of the game, they just couldn't get like, you know, some rebounds of loose balls. And that's kind of what the game devolved into. But I just like that the Kings, like after getting embarrassed by this team, able to fight back and, you know, keep it relatively close. We had chances to win this game. And, you know, that's all I asked for, for the, for the team to play hard.
1: Well, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you pretty much summarized that game there. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, going up against the Clippers, of course, they're probably title contenders this year. And, you know, that's going to be a tough game, especially if everyone is going to play. Um, so, you know, again, I just I, I just want to see the Kings come out with fight and pride and, you know, protect home court. And, you know, we'll you know just give yourself a chance to win the game. And, you know, get more practice, you know, go in, in crunch time, figure out lineups. I, I, one thing I wish we did see was Marvin in the fourth quarter. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I would like to see him play there just so he can get some more experience.
1: Yeah. At the same time, I as much as I like uh, to play Marvin for that experience, uh, another side of me says eh, we might have not that big of a chance if we put him out there.
0: Well, the thing is, like, yeah, right now, chances are you put him out there, you're probably losing the game. But, like, he's got to get better. He's got to learn this. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think there comes a time when he's going to have to play the fourth quarter. And, you know, if we lose some games, we lose some games. But it will be better for the long term. He is still a long-term project.
1: Yes, that's very true.
0: Well, if you don't have anything else for the game, you want to move on to, you know, a blockbuster arden yeah
1: it's it's a big trade i didn't expect this to be a, a thing so soon to be so, honest
0: let me pull up the let me pull up the actual trade there was so, so much
1: to it should i name it out and I'm, I'm not sure this is the whole thing though it's from shams
0: yeah it's the shams thing i sent you
1: okay should i just read it out
0: uh yeah sure read out the transaction for me
1: so rockets the Houston Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rod Oh gosh, Rodion's current Ro- Yeah, Rodion. it was we'll just called Carooks, 3 Brooklyn first rounders, the 22nd, 24th and 26th, one Milwaukee first rounder unprotected though. All the of the, all
0: of the picks are un- unprotected.
1: Okay, I see. Uh which is also the 22nd uh and four Brooklyn first round swaps, which is the 21st, 23rd, 25th, and 27th. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets receive, of course, yours truly, James Harden. Not my truly, but his truly. Uh, Indiana Pacers get Khris Avert and a second rounder. Uh, didn't specify what second rounder. Uh, and the Cleveland Cavaliers get Jared Allen and Toreen Prince.
0: Okay, so. Uh, I guess we'll start with the main event. What What do you think of this trade for the Nets? They get James Harden, they give they give up Jared Allen and Torian Prince, and I think that's it on there. Oh, Karuk's. And like, so what do you think? What do you think James Harden's gonna add to the Nets?
1: Uh, another guy who wants to ball, I guess.
0: So, yeah, that's the biggest concern I would have if I was like a Nets fan. It's just like, look, there's only going to be one ball. And, you know, Kyrie Irving dribbles the ball a lot. Um, James Harden notoriously dribbles the ball an excruciating amount. And Kevin Durant's not exactly happy being a spot-up shooter. So, like, there's only one ball. And I am curious to see. Look, the main thing is that I want to look, is Harden going to play the way he was going to Play on the Rockets, or is he gonna, you know, for the love of God, move off the ball? Is he gonna, you know, play some defense? And you know, like, is he gonna do what it takes to win, as opposed to essentially what has been a bit of stat padding for the past few years? Now, granted, he's been winning doing that, but like, you know, is he gonna be able to change his game? Is my question.
1: They're gonna have to accept that fact. Especially with three big all-stars that you know need the ball in the hand, uh, but yeah, they're, they're they're just gonna have to do this in order for this to work, or else you know we will never see them close to the finals at all. I feel.
0: I I think they're a lock for the finals. I don't I don't see Milwaukee beating them. Like I, I honestly I didn't think Milwaukee was gonna beat them before they got Harden to be honest. Um, Although now that they lost Jared Allen, they have one less guy for Giannis. So maybe, I don't know. But like, it's just, it's so much talent. I I feel like they can figure it out. And it's going to require James Harden playing differently, I think. Because he, like, I mean, we've seen Kyrie be the second option on a championship team. We've seen Kevin Durant be, you know, he he can theoretically be a second option. Question is, I think Harden can he be a second option?
1: It's
0: like I think Kevin Durant needs to be the first option.
1: Yeah, someone in the net's gonna have to step up and you know tell these guys that. And of course, I I, I actually can't wait to see how the first game plays out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm interested in it, and but and also like they need to address the defensive issue. It's like they it's pretty bad defensive uh, backcourt with Kyrie and Harden, if, especially if Harden's not going to try on that end. Mm. Like, and then you don't really have a center any. You don't have a great defensive center anymore. Like, you know, DeAndre Jordan's pretty ass on that end. Um, like, and, you know, your best defender probably now is is probably KD. And, you know, Joe Harris isn't exactly, you know, a lockdown defender. So I don't think it will bite them until they, they get to the finals and go up against the Lakers.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see about that. That'll be... Wait, do they play the Lakers uh, this season?
0: They do, but I forgot when. Oh, boy, i got to pull up the schedule again. Let's see.
1: But and... overall, like, Broken lost a lot of assets. Like, you have mentioned, yeah, they pretty much lost their whole future just for this team <laughs> that we have right now.
0: You, you know, people were comparing this, of course, to the, you know, the disastrous uh, Garnett and Paul Pierce trade. KD, KD is not, you know, <laughs> KD is, you know, miles better than Paul Pierce was at this point. By the way, that was Paul Pierce, like, you know, declining. That was, like, literally the yeah. tail end of his prime. And yeah. it was definitely, like, the end, the twilight of uh, KG's prime. And, you know, they have, you know, uh, KD and... Uh, Kyrie basically in their prime. As long as Kyrie comes back, although there's been some weirdness going on with him, I think that I think there's a, gr- a terrific like to get. They're not sure they lose a little bit of offense, or they lose a little bit with you know Karis LeVert and Jared Allen being gone, and you know whatever the hell Torrey and Prince did out there. Like they they did lose some stuff, but I think they'll be fine. There's just way too much talent on that team. Me to not believe that they they won't at least get to the fi- get to the finals.
1: Yeah, let's let's hope so. I'm like I said, pretty excited.
0: <laughs> so I do see the lake. They play the they play the Lakers on February 18th. So you that's a that's probably a finals preview, and we'll just see because I think I think they have guys for AD and LeBron, like theoretically.
1: Uh, uh I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Just not sure how the lineup is against AD because AD is a threat to. Yeah, I said that wrong. It's not to threat against.
0: I mean, like that. Well, the thing is, I think KD, K, you know, KD can limit AD to a pretty, pretty like pedestrian numbers. I feel because you know Anthony Davis doesn't bully guys. You know, like you know, dominate and bully guys. He more or less kind of finesses them for the most part because you know he's super tall and super long and super quick. Mm-hmm. I think that can be negated with with a lot of what KD can do because KD can hold the hold hold his ground against them. Is long enough to guard him and tall enough to guard him and can keep up with him on the court. Like I think I think it's a pretty good matchup I and mean, they could throw DeAndre Jordan on him like for a little bit. I don't think that's a good matchup, but you know they can do it for a little bit. I think there are matchups you can do. And but you know i don't think they have a guy for lebron really unless they mm. really think joe harris is really good <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah we'll see
0: yeah so it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing but again i think there's just way too much offense for them not to be able to make the finals
1: yeah so other than the nets i the rockets seem pretty interesting now too
0: yeah, like they get Victor Oladipo, and you know they they basically only lose uh, what's his face James Harden, and you know like I think I think like that this is the confusing thing to me, and the, one of the reasons why I didn't why I wouldn't have wanted to trade for James Harden, like when James Harden pl- didn't play, you know the Rockets were actually decent. Like you know John Wall looks good, you know Boogie is you know doing some some stuff, and you know they're getting open threes and they're knocking them down. Like they're a decent team. The issue was, like, they were not better with James Harden, I thought. Like, so it it just kind of sucks. I thought had James Harden even gave a like, half a shit, like, I thought that would have been a pretty decent team. But, like, now that they have Oladipo, and hopefully he, you know, he's actually wants to play for the Rockets. Like, as long as I think he plays, like, they're an interesting team that could maybe sneak into the playoffs. I can
1: see that. I can see, like, probably well between the six and eight seed
0: yeah or like they can get they can i think i'm pretty sure they can at least get into the play in tournament and you know they're very they will be very dangerous in the play-in game the question is would be do they keep oladipo because he can be traded again
1: mm, yeah you have mentioned his contract
0: yeah this is the last year of his contract so like you know i'm not saying he will force his way out but like you know it's an interesting kind of uh, X factor, if you will.
1: Mm. Well, that's for the GM to figure out, and yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, uh, Indiana Pacers. I think they they get Caris LeVert, and do they get anyone else?
1: A second rounder.
0: Second rounder. I wonder what. I wonder how good that second rounder is going to be. Um, you know, Caris LeVert. He's good. Like, yeah, I think he'll, I think like, you know, Victor Oladipo, we played against them. He was pretty good in, in that game. So like, it is a big loss, but I think Karis Laver can actually like, you know, replace 80% of what, you know, Victor Oladipo was giving them. And, you know, maybe a guy that's like, you know, like there's going to be a cloud that's been lifted from the locker room. I, I, I don't know if Oladipo has been, you know, a dick in the locker room or anything, but like, you know, that now that they don't have to worry about like him, you know, a guy that's going to leave the locker room and is fully bought in. Like maybe
1: that, maybe this team even gets even better. Maybe we'll, we'll probably keep a close eye on that too. Yeah. Uh... So,
0: you know, it, it's an interesting trade. Um, i mean i don't know i don't follow indiana so i don't know what this is going to make them but no again it makes them more interesting
1: but the besides all of that uh the Cavs, like you have mentioned that they have now five centers
0: the five centers i was i'm not i don't know if i'm exaggerating they have a lot of centers like i can name javel mcgee larry nance uh
1: and yeah. Andre Drummond. Yeah. And
0: I think they have another one, uh, Ante Zizic. If he's still on that team, I don't remember if he's on that team. But like, they have a lot of centers. So I assume a trade is going to go down at some point. No way you're keeping that many centers on that t- on on your team.
1: Well, hopefully it's not us because we don't need any more centers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fine with Rashawn. So you know, I mean, it'd be nice if we can somehow get our hands on Jared Allen. But you know, I don't. I don't I don't know. I think we have to trade some stuff to get them, and I don't. I don't want to trade anything for him. So.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Um. That's basically we will cover the trade. Again, we we think. Well, I think that they can get to the finals. You seem to have less faith in them.
1: No, I have faith. It's just uh, you know how they play out, and you know. What do might call it? Hopefully, it's not white. Like... Give me. Uh. How would I say? what's that word like ball. Ball. Yeah, yeah hero ball there we go that's a better word for it yeah, that's... yeah.
0: do you think they get to the finals though is
1: if they could get past that yes they definitely can
0: well we shall see i mean mike d'antoni is on that team uh oh, yeah. one of the assistants so like you know d'antoni will be familiar with him and like they can you know they can probably get through to james Harden pretty easily i think i think he'll buy it at least oh, for yeah. the first year, at least for the first year, second year. That's a different story.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, Well, that's going to, you know, um, that's going to be it for this episode. You know, big bombshell today, like that. We had to cover at some point, you know, and, and, you know, the takeaway from the Portland game, you know, while we lost, it's good that we at least fought for it. We didn't, we didn't give it to the, to the uh, Blazers easy Um, and the Pacers game, you know, showed a lot of heart. And showed a lot of fight and pride. and that's the step in the right direction. I hate that that's the thing that we have to talk about, but you know when this team plays with pride and plays with heart, we're a decent team.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. yeah, those uh, games prior to these two games was not really not fun to watch. Really reminiscence of the terrible times of uh, the King's White era. Or recent era
0: yeah so again anytime like we because sh- like i think we do have you know a lot of good talent but it's just something is just off with them sometimes and it's not a fun time when like you know the, all you want for the damn team is to, for them to try and you know this game these two games they've tried and it's been prettier basketball and it's been more digestible and uh, we don't dread the existence that of being a kings fan
1: <laughs> yeah
0: Okay, well, that's it for this episode. We'll be catching you guys back in a, probably Friday. We're probably going to do an episode after the Clippers game.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see you guys then. All right, well, will see you guys later.